Okay, let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Shukura Bakashikili and Dada Bakasham Dada Bakashikili. Thank you, Lord, <clears throat> for this time. Thank you, Lord, for everyone here that were hungry for you, Lord. I ask Holy Spirit and acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power. That the faith of your people rests in you and your power. In Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. Okay. You know, yesterday was talking about Elijah, Elisha, and the uh, what the what the Lord has for us. And this morning, you know, the Holy Spirit remind uh, just told me that you know revival, revival don't need uh, uh, most revivals start especially Pentecostal revivals. Actually, revivals all have to start from Holy Spirit. Right? <laughs> um, you don't need a lot of people to start. There is one revival, Azusa Street Revival. Uh, in, it's a street in uh, LA, USA. And started with only seven people. Seven people who uh, were desperate for God. I think it's the 19, around 1906. All right, and that was the beginning of a lot of uh, Pentecostal started a movement and charismatic movement had their roots in the Azusa Street Revival. I think the, the one the founder was a uh, uh, William Seymour, an African American, and he, as usual, received a lot already, but hungered for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and it was one night seven of them were gathered together. They already intended a fast on the ten, uh, to do a ten day fast, and uh, they were very they were praying together, seeking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and on the third day of their fast, they didn't even finish the ten days. On the third day, the Holy Spirit came very powerfully, and uh, the people received spoken tongues fell on the floor and so many experiences from there. Uh, many, many people came. I think the revival lasted for about six to seven years. And from there, many went over to different parts of the world and the Pentecostal charismatic movement started. And right, even here in our midst, revival don't normally start in a big church. It always starts for a group of people who are desperate for God. 
you know, and it doesn't need a lot of people. As long as there are people who are very hungry, very desperate for God, for the um, to be to be used by God to be baptized for the Holy Spirit to save souls, you know, from there you can look, you know, and look for the Aziza Street Revival in the online in the internet, and you can read about it. Very powerful. Started today. Why? We received the Pentecostal movement, you know, we know about baptism of Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. It's probably started there, you know, uh, years ago. And I believe that all over the, the world in the in the Pentecostal charismatic uh, churches, right, a lot of uh, revival is happening. Traditional, I'm not sure, but if God chooses, if there's some leader or pastor there who has a hunger for, for more, right? Then I believe God will do something, you know, there. But you can see that when we receive baptism of the Holy Spirit, it is so different, you know. Uh, today, there's so many just receive an experience and then that's it, you know. But it was much, it was meant, the Holy Spirit came, the tongues, the gifts of the Spirit, all for a purpose, right? Yesterday we talked about, you know, destiny is for a purpose for each one to go forth and preach the gospel with signs and wonders. Many, many souls come in because only the Holy Spirit can do that work in the lives of people. But God just needs whoever small number is no no problem with God right remember Gideon's story he had a big army <laughs> and uh, God said you know actually they all cannot work one <laughs> this big army you need to bring it down to only 300 enough already <laughs> you know why and you know what is the criteria for the offensive you know in the army of God today is not uh, fighting the enemy physical one but the physical one uh, is a res uh, resembles what today we are. But Jesus has already won the war, but souls are still there under the enemy, under Satan's kingdom. That's why you have a kingdom of darkness. And to go out into enemy territory, all right, it needs faith, it needs baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, it needs the power of the Holy Spirit to move on. Yeah, so yesterday we, we uh, shared a bit from Elijah, Elisha, the different cities indicating a spiritual state that we stop at, you know, and it's a choice of everyone whether they want to uh, go uh, further or just to remain there. God doesn't condemn you, right? But if you know that is you have a destiny and you want your, to fulfill that purpose that God uh, put you on this earth before rapture, then we have to make those destiny decisions, right? God will open the way uh, when we make them. It's like um, uh, food, right? Robert and Joan always cook food, right? <laughs> Very easy to use their example. So when you cook, uh, nice dish and everything. Then you have your children, right? <laughs> they have different time one. If they are not hungry, 
you have to call and call and call and call. Correct. <laughs> Eat, Mary. <clears throat> Food ready, ready, ready. Cook already. Come and eat, and then you keep on calling. Okay. Then, if at other time they are hungry, <laughs> okay, you no need to call, right? They will be on time. Okay, dinner is at seven. Oh, seven o'clock. All sit already for your children <laughs> because they are hungry. But if they are desperately, <clears throat> excuse me, yesterday talk too long. Huh? If they're desperately hungry, then what happened? Like Marianne, like one hour before, sit there already. <laughs> okay, so they will wait. So for they will wait at the table, isn't it? This is what happens in Azusa Street revival and any revival in the world. The believers are already waiting on the Lord, you know, expecting. They are already there despite whatever, you know, waiting on the Lord. Today, church can become, uh, how, how people choose church normally? Which one is most convenient, right? <laughs> you move to a city and then we say, let's find the nearest church. <laughs> so church is like a place of convenience. And after many years of believers wanting convenience, what happened? God gave them their convenience. Today is Zoom. <laughs> Very convenient. <laughs> Super convenient, right? You just sit down, you press the button, and then you can see you know, whichever church you like. It has come to become so different, you know. That's why you ask why there is no revival, why people are still so, you know, believers are just happy where they are, you know, because all they want is convenience, whatever is convenient. And it's fine with God, right? Message of grace is that, you know, God loves you. <laughs> he will never stop loving you. But the, the part where you become a laborer. You, you choose, you know, to serve the Lord, right? And that's where you, you want to do what Jesus did. You have that passion, that heart and desire to fulfill your purpose on this earth before you, you leave this world. Then it will be no more convenience, okay? Definitely out of the convenience area. So today... We are going to go into, yesterday we had uh, followed Elijah and Elijah's uh, travel. Let's look in today, uh, of course, session seven. Okay, remember, living in the spirit or living in pleasure and not pressure is definitely about life in the spirit. If we live in the natural realm, it's always pressure, okay, <laughs> right? Because the natural realm, that is, uh, it's all problems. It's all about the old, old self, the old mind. Okay, but when you live in the spirit, okay, this is the realm where we rest in the Lord. Where we understand uh, uh, no condemnation. Okay, where you are given actually the space to uh, fail and make mistakes, and yet can still come up. Right. So that's why, if when we truly understand grace. It won't, we won't really waste much time into our, our flesh, right? But we will move forward into the things that God wants us to do for Him, having overcome, crossing over to uh, Jordan, right? And all the while, even as you are serving the Lord or fighting, right, the spiritual war, uh, which is mostly in the mind as well as when you go into the uh, 
devil's territory into offensive and saving souls. He will throw uh, the obstacles on your path because, of course, the devil would not willingly give up one of his uh, uh, people, right? So, in this whole journey, we learn about in the whole book of Romans is the victorious life of the believer. Okay, because in Romans chapter 7, remember, it's the believer <laughs> in struggle. <laughs> Still, I want to do this. Oh, Lord, you know, I want, but then, <laughs> but then there's always the other side, you know, the body or whatever, you know. So, you never do actually what the spirit man wants is inside that was created to do. All right. So, that's why these uh, sessions are to develop, build our spirit man. You know, many people build their physical, nothing wrong with that. A lot of physical muscle, very strong and everything. But spirit man, <laughs> very, very weak. Okay, just grow a little bit on it. Okay, so God wants us to grow spirit man, all right? Even if this part, the physical body is weak, it really is not, it's not an issue. Okay, because today you will see how, all right, when you when we our spirit man is built, we know God is for us. All right, we went through no condemnation, we went through the law of our spirit of uh, uh, sin and death, the law of sin and death, and the law of spirit of life in Christ. That we are living under a new power, a new power is in operation. Okay, and then uh how to uh, think from our hidden man on the heart. No more thinking from the soul area, okay? And making decisions from, from the new man, from the new heart. And then, you know, wearing uh, the astronaut suit, okay? As the righteousness of God, being led by the Holy Spirit into the realm of another realm. Okay, today we will go into... Uh, also Romans chapter 8 and almost finishing and uh, going into our uh, Holy Spirit power feast. God is for you, not against you. So this picture, you can see, I'm sure you recognize who is that, right? <laughs> There's a little, anyone can see the picture, who is that? David and God liar. Ah, okay. There's a little David there and a little and a huge Goliath there. All right. There's an enemy. Okay. So a little doesn't matter if you are a little boy or small or young or you, you know, don't have the, 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 the muscles like the, the uh, Goliath, the enemy. Okay. Because we are not fighting flesh and blood. Okay. This is a, a, a picture of the spiritual realm. All right, it happened in the physical, and today, how do we see it in the spiritual realm? If we want to live that life of pleasure as well as uh, fulfilling our destiny. Okay, so God is for you, not against you. Romans 8, verse 31. Okay, we are almost finishing Romans 8. What shall we say? Okay, about such wonderful things. So, before that, you know. Uh, the previous verses, all right, about all things work together for good. Last week we did that, right? Last session, okay. That two, two, two areas of of our lives. One is when uh, our journey in life where it's not our fault, 
all right? People blame you, like uh, Joseph, the brothers, you know, uh, frame him and everything. And you ended up in jail or, you know, we can say it's not your fault. You were born like that or whatever, okay? But God turned it around for good. So we do not need to blame the circumstances or people around us because at the end, all right, the devil meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. All right, you know that there was, you know, this, this boy, who, uh, what is his name? He was born without limbs, right? And he's a pastor's son. And uh, he, in the beginning, he questioned, God, why am I born like that, you know, without limbs? But at the end, he fulfilled his destiny, right? Still, still on earth, right? Uh, he believed God and God turned around the whole situation that he became uh, one who can uh, bring the gospel to the world and glorify God. So that the other, the other uh, situation was when you yourself made the mistake. We ourselves make the mistake. <laughs> okay, It's really our fault. <laughs> no one to blame. You know it. We make the wrong decision you know, of, uh, in life. Yet, Romans 8.28, God in his goodness, he can still turn everything around for our good, go back into the road that he called us, the destiny that he intended for us, right? And turn the bad into good, even when it was a mistake. That was a outpouring of uh, God's grace. They can see how good he is, right? So that is before Romans 8.31, right? So that's why it says, now knowing all this, knowing that there's now no condemnation, God doesn't condemn us anymore. Knowing that, you know, we can now live in victory, led by the Spirit under the new uh, law of the kingdom of God, which is the law of spirit of life in Christ. We don't have to, you know, uh, live under uh, rules and regulations and try to be good. We already been made good, okay? We just need to put on the space suit and go into that realm of the spirit. So wonderful. Knowing all this, all right, Paul says here, what shall we say now, all right, about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Okay, so he's now moving on to another stage in life, okay, from after no condemnation, it's exactly something like, uh, you know, yesterday, Elijah and Elijah. But it's coming to a place where you are facing the people, you know, the enemy, all right, is coming at you because you have made, you have come into Romans 8.28, okay? The, the destiny where uh, you are walking into your divine calling. And of course, then there will be obstruction there will be obstacles, okay, to try to stop you because our at the end, our destiny is what? Saving many lives, all right? We saw that in uh, Joseph's story, okay? And in every uh, man and woman of God, all right? In the Bible and after the, you know, and from the, since the church began, after Jesus died, all right? So many men and women of God, all right? They, they, they face a lot of, uh, obstacles all right enemies the enemy trying to kill them trying to destroy them so that they cannot do the work of god all right we had bonke right was uh, also the enemy tried to kill him he, after he received the mantle 
Okay, or earlier when he was eight years old, he already received the, the calling, right? But the, phys the the spiritual mantle from the uh, uh, another man of, of God is when he was in London yesterday, I shared, and he didn't automatically after that move into his uh, become a great pastor or eventually speaking to millions. Okay, from there he went went back to uh, 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 Germany or I think America. He already went to America, and then he 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 decided to. I mean, he went. He decided make another decision to go to Africa, and of course, when in Africa, if you read his his uh, life story, all right, he, he at the beginning when he started, he was just preaching at the roadside, and then. When he finally found a place, nobody wanted to come and listen to him. <laughs> so it was not easy. Okay? So you don't imagine, oh, okay, I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit already. I got the anointing already. Now, you know, I start a big church. No. Okay, everyone start from a soldier to become a general, you know. Okay, so he also, and beginning a lot of hardship, and the, the people in America you know, asked him to go back. Because there was no result, so called, right? But he persevered, he acted and believed. That's why faith is very important. And he also got a lot of uh, dreams. He knew what he's doing. He knew his calling. And no matter how difficult it was, it's not going to stop him from fulfilling that calling, okay? That God has uh, for him. So these are the people, all right? The men, women of God who will the enemy will come against, all right? Then you found your purpose and you said, Lord, I want to do, I want to fulfill my destiny, okay? It's, it's our choice. And when that happens, all right, you will find, all right, that as if that there's some, there are things against you, all right? Everything is not going to work as smooth as before, <laughs> you know? Why? Because you're walking into a destiny, into your destiny that God has, has for you in the area of saving lives. You are going to impact lives one way or other, whether you are a teacher, evangelist, or whatever. And, and as I said, every person, no, no matter what office or gifting you have, yeah, is a witness for Jesus. That is not exemption. There's no exemption, okay? This is a privilege, all right? For every believer, however you serve, whichever gift you have, sharing the gospel is not uh, it's not uh, exempted, no bargain. <laughs> sort of like, okay, Lord, I do all this, but there's one thing I don't want to do. I don't want to you know, talk to anyone about Jesus. There's no such thing, okay? Because it's, it's not required of you for you to enter heaven for your salvation, but it is a privilege and a joy, okay? That's why we desire the Holy Spirit you want the Jesus said, wait. Okay? Because all of them have the same destiny. You realize? Okay, all the disciples, their destiny is the same. Preach the gospel. And then expand it, extend to different parts of the world from Jerusalem. Okay? Where they were, where they received the Holy Spirit. And they all became a witness. All right? Unto him, unto Jesus. Okay, but in, in the church, then you have your different function. But individually, everyone has been given the power to be a witness. A witness is experience. You saw something happen real in your life and you share. 
right? If Jesus is real, then it's automatic that we want to share with someone who does not know Jesus about Jesus in your own way, but with the power of the Holy Spirit, all right? With the, with the fire and everyone have already, uh, especially here, have already received the deposit, all right? The first initial deposit of the Holy Spirit. So no one can say that, God, I, I, I cannot be a witness because, you know, I, I, I don't have any power inside me. <laughs> okay. You have, okay? Everyone has. So very clearly, if you don't use that little deposit of faith, everyone has got faith, a measure. Everyone has got the uh, Holy Spirit baptized. Unless you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, today you can get baptized okay, in the Holy Spirit. So everyone has, but whether we are using it or not, it's the, and as we use it, the power increase, the anointing increase, all right? The, the faith increase. But if we let it lie dormant, then nothing will happen. That deposit will stay there like, uh, like our, our fixed deposit, right? <laughs> you just earn a little interest in six months or one year. Nothing much, okay? But you want the, the fast increase, then what happened? Use. Use your money, right? You use it, right? So the, the power, the, uh, the anointing, that little deposit, that you already received at the point of receiving uh, the hope that this of the Holy Spirit, use it, all right? From now until uh, 1819, <laughs> okay? Start using that power inside you because on that day, God is going to give more, but no point having a lot, okay? Or you won't even be hungry for a lot if you don't use whatever you have, all right? And see God moving, and see God, you know, happening in, in the things that you say, in, in sharing a gospel with someone, whether they receive or they not receive, it's not the thing, all right? Jesus said very clearly already, okay? And we'll come to that where you just, our part, just go and preach. Those who are, who believe, they will be saved. Those, our part is not to report that we got how many souls saved, <laughs> okay? So we don't need the statistics, okay? Or that you save how many, you save how many, okay? But the thing is to, ah, you see, I, I feel cold, but when, when, when I start talking, it becomes hot. <laughs> that is the, the heat of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so when, as, as you begin, all right, to uh, preach, to share, then you will experience, right? The power of God, okay? So when we are, we have that desire, as I shared with you, you don't need many people, right? The Azusa Street, only seven. When we, so when you decide that already, you make that destiny decision, I, I believe, you know, those of you who have come in, you already want, you know, but you need to, more than one, you know, the world also teach you that, right? <laughs> Whatever you want to get, you must, you know, desire, don't know how, right? What about the spiritual things? Okay, it should exceed that which we have for the worldly things, right? And that's why anointing is only, it's very, you know, God don't, his anointing is very precious. Jesus said, in fact, the name of our ministry, Beauty for Ashes, all right, is from Isaiah 60. One also in Luke chapter 4, where Jesus said, you know, when he came in and he came into the temple and he said, what did he say? And he read from Isaiah, 
exactly our ministry name, which is, I will, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? For what? <laughs> and he has anointed me to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. The poor is not just those poor people who are deprived of uh, physical things, material things. The poor in spirit, those who do not have Jesus are poor, no matter they have millions of dollars. All right, God see them as poor in spirit. Okay, they don't have God, you are poor in the spirit. Okay, so if you have God, you may not have a lot of material things. You are rich. That's why the verse in Corinthians say, right, that uh, Jesus became poor so that we can become rich, right? So the anointing, all right, of the Holy Spirit, of the Spirit of God on us is the same as for on Jesus. Because what he does, we will do, okay? So he said, it's upon me, all right, to preach the gospel to the poor, to set the captives free, and so forth, right? So this is what God put you here to do, to receive, to be so hungry and desperate for the treasure of heaven. The anointing is not cheap, <laughs> okay? Not the one that we go to Israel and then pay a bit and then buy. <laughs> that anointing, you can pay for it, all right? Maybe how many uh, euros, okay? And then we use it to put on people's head. Okay, fine, right? But this anointing comes from heaven, okay? It is the Holy Spirit tangible presence, power to rest on those who want it, just like yesterday we heard, okay? So when you receive more and more, and it grows from measure to measure, I will share that more on the 18, which is only about, I think, three, three more weeks already uh, from now. What shall we say, all right? Now that we know God is so wonderful, if you keep hearing grace, yeah, uh, if, if what you ought, what, that you really should be hearing is how wonderful God is, all right, to take us out of all self, take us out of condemnation from guilt, from going around the wilderness, you know, and then uh, from just having blessing. That we want to serve this master, he is so good. No, no one, no employer is as good as our Lord Jesus, you know. Working, serving God is like, you know, you, you have an employer, but this employer, he gives us everything and everything that enables us to work for him. And then after that, at the end, he gives us the crown, the reward, which is unperishable. All right. But so when we are moving, okay, enjoying the life of pleasure, we come to a place, all right, we will face enemy, especially when we have decided or we are become uh, God somehow direct you to come up from traditional into the uh, uh, what we call Pentecostal or charismatic okay or out of just you know just there without Holy Spirit one because without Holy Spirit really it's not I say the Bible say very clearly <laughs> Jesus say okay to the disciples they were with him all right so it's just like uh, you have been hearing grace about Jesus, you know, uh, 10,000, uh, one year, 10 years already, okay? But if we, the, the other, to, to serve the Lord, you need the Holy Spirit and not just a measure, but the fullness 
of the Holy Spirit to go out all right, to the place where the fire is spreading. You are extending the kingdom of God without fear. So that's where you will start to begin, even at stage one, when you make that decision. Obstacles, you know, obstacles and challenges of whether you want to go forward or you just go back to <laughs> battle or Gilgal or, you know, those places where you're comfortable with, you know, just, just uh, you know, receiving blessings. Okay, that's fine. All right, but that's a place of going beyond. So, God tells us, all right, uh, in the whole package, all right, of God, of uh, God's will and purpose for us, is that if God is for us, so when you come to a place where as if there is an enemy that is against you, as if there is, uh, you know, if things are stopping you, all right, from uh, going forward, huh? or then, or why is it, Lord, I just want a little bit only, Okay, but something inside you tell you, no, I want more. All right, the flesh tells you uh, enough, a little bit is enough. But thank God, you know, if God has, uh, God has already set a destiny for you, all right, there's something else that will push you inside to want more than what your mind thinks. A little bit is enough, but your heart will say, no. Right, you want the full counsel of God, you want the full purpose and destiny of God in your life. So that is when God tells us when you, you encounter, you know, as if there are enemies, all right, then you have you have this confidence, you can say this: if God is for us, who can ever be against us? Okay, so that's where we need we have to already come out from that place, all right. Is God for me? Is God not for me? Does he love me? He don't love me. Okay, to settle that already. Yeah, I like to check. Okay. Yeah, he's still there then. And this one cannot even work huh? because you will question this also. You know, a lot of believers will say, hmm, there's a verse that say, if God is for us, then who can be against us? But then, uh, don't know whether God for me or not. Uh, still, <laughs> yo. <laughs> okay. Don't know what to do. Okay, because they still doubt whether God is for them. So, this doesn't, it's not there for us to doubt, right? Because from uh, Romans 8, 1, you're already up to verse 30, 30 verses already of all the wonderful things, you know, like God turn around situation, don't condemn you. So that's what he means, that if God, not, not the one that some believers change and say, don't know whether, say if, not this style, if, okay? So this is a, like a conclusion from the previous uh verses all right of who god is so now knowing that god is for us so uh, he's asking the question so who can be against us that means there is no more fear and then you know we can speak boldly speak to the circumstances and we can do all right so the first thing is whether you can you dare to speak and confess that god is for you <laughs> okay so he said yes god is for me and how do we know he is for me? Okay, today you will uh, have more understanding of this. Okay, but first, <clears throat> all right, to speak, to answer. So don't, you, you know, we tell the devil to shut up. Not the devil tell us to shut up. <laughs> okay. Can you remember? No, the other way around. It's like, you know, 
a lot of believers, they have the power of God inside them. They are new creation and they cannot speak. It's a devil shut them up. <laughs> right? They dare not speak that who they are in Christ. We dare not say, devil, you're under my feet. Devil, get out of my life. You know, get out about, you know, from this roadblock or whatever. Right? Jesus is the way. I am the righteousness of God. If we dare not speak, you know, instead, the devil says, you, you don't speak, huh? <laughs> maybe God is not for you. Or worse, we speak the opposite. <laughs> maybe God don't love me. Lah. You know, he don't want me. Okay, so who is the one who is ruling our the, the believer's life, right? But from all the, 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 the scriptures that we learn, okay, from the word of God, what and it, what is the, 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 at, at the end? is the power to speak because death and life is in the tongue now, all right? So we dare to speak God's word, even whatever obstacle. First of all, is believing in the heart and then speaking it. First, you make a decision, whatever, in the area of uh, health or, or, or direction or whatever. You make that decision and then you begin to speak and confess out. Okay, if, if you still wait for the surrounding to change first, it may never change. <laughs> okay, because God wants you to rise up and take that authority and speak as a son or daughter or man or woman of God, okay? To say out first, because it's always speak first and then you see the manifestation, right? They have to do something by in faith, okay? All right, so now I know, Lord, okay, in, in Psalms, you know, who is this psalmist, right? Most of it is written by uh, uh, David. So, oh, King David, now I know, Lord, you are for me. So he says the same thing, okay? And I will never fear. If you know that God is for you, one thing that will disappear from your life or you will choose not to let it rule over you is fear or the spirit of fear, right? You fear what man can do to me, okay? The Lord is where? On whose side? You know, there is an ongoing warfare, we know, until we finish uh, our walk on this earth, okay? Because the devil is the small god of this earth, okay? So on and off, he will uh, see people who got destiny one. <laughs> see people go and look for uh, Zoe, you know, all these who got, they know they have calling, okay? Roughly, all right? Roughly, he knows not everything, okay? That's why he wants to kill Moses because he knew that uh, Moses as a baby uh, could be, he roughly agak-agak on me, okay? <laughs> who is who, all right? Who will, who will God will use, all right, in the last days uh, to bring in the harvest of souls. So what? He goes there and put a lot of obstacles, try to kill them, try to stop them from fulfilling their destiny, okay? So there is two sides, all right, in that uh, warfare, all right? And, you know, in any fight, in any fight, right, there's always two sides. <laughs> so, the most important is you want who to be on your side. <laughs> it's not about having, uh, you know, uh, 1,000 people on your side, right? It is having the most powerful person on your side, and that is our Lord, okay? Our Lord. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. You know, David was being hunted to be killed. He was running away from uh, Absalom, all right, from Saul, 
okay, who wants to kill him. You know, I think uh, none of you have come to the place where you have to run away from someone who wants to kill you, right? <laughs> okay, so our, our little problems and obstacles haven't reached uh, this stage yet. <laughs> okay, where uh, there's uh, someone who is, you know, go for, uh, want to kill, your, kill you or take your life. Okay, but this is uh, David. But in the spiritual, yeah, but there's no more fear. Okay, because he says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Okay, why people are very afraid to do anything for God or, or to speak for, for Christ, for God, is because of fear. Okay, so that part, the fear of not good enough, should be already done at the Red Sea. Okay, by the blood of Jesus, okay, and leave it there, okay. So if you're still there, uh, go back to the sermons, go back to the Word of God, and know that you don't want to stay at Gilgal anymore. You know, you roll. You know the wheel. Uh, one day your sin roll onto Jesus. Next day the sin roll back to you. <laughs> Rolling stone. Okay. So it's not meant to be like that. It's roll on Jesus. The guilt, the shame, the inferiority, the not good enough. All roll there and then stay there. Jesus, take it away. Don't let it roll back. Okay. The devil try to trick you. Oh, you're still not good enough. You're still, you know, uh, weak. You're still um, inferior and all that kind of thing. Guilty, condemned. Okay, so don't let the, the sin and the uh, guilt of sin all roll back to you. Okay, so move on, all right, to, uh, to further things in God. Okay, so here now, when you feel that, you know, when there is opposition, all right, it is good. When there is persecution, it is good, all right, because then you know you are heading the right track. <laughs> okay, if there is nothing, uh, Charles Virgin say or, or Smith will just say if the devil don't have feel you know necessary to tempt you that means uh, <laughs> no need lah this one won't move and do anything one okay so you know okay if there is the devil throws certain obstacles along your way okay not not or even can be sickness or whatever that's where you need to take up your authority right. I know that the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Okay. What can man, mere man, do to me? All right. So he is also a man, right? <laughs> is he an angel or what? The, the, the psalmist. He is a, a man also, human being like all of us. Right? David. Okay. So, but he is, he knows a God who is the highest authority, the highest power. And he don't he see himself as, you know, just in his physical uh, five senses body. That's why he can say, hey, you are mere man. That's why he can talk to the enemy from a different uh, level. Okay? All of you are spirit being. So the man, the enemy, okay, is already defeated by Christ. We can talk to him as over him because that's where Christ or Jesus put us, all right? The devil under our feet, okay? But, but David at that time, even in the physical, he already knew that he is different. <laughs> Do you know that you are different? <laughs> oh, you're the same as any other person out there. You are different and you, you know, you will never be the same, okay? As, as, a, as an unbeliever, even though 
Okay, you all look the same. Got two eyes, one nose, and everything. Okay, you are different. You are a spirit being. You are made in the image of God. Your spirit man has been born again. You have God has put His desires inside your heart. Why you have a desire to serve Him? It is His desire. It is His passions that He put. Okay, so different. See yourself different. For you stand beside me as my hero. All right, that is David talking, uh, referring to God to Jesus or to God at that time, who rescued me, okay? And I've seen with my own eyes the defeat of my enemies. I triumph over them all. Lord, it is so much better to trust in you to save me than to put my confidence in someone else. See, David had personal experience with God, okay? Seeing God as his hero, as his champion, rescuing him from different situations in his life, all right? And you will see, uh, that's how he came to the place where he was not afraid of Goliath, the enemy, where all the army of God, of Israel, including the King Saul, all right, who was, uh, uh, he was like elected by the people, when uh, King Saul, <laughs> handsome guy, tall, strong, you know, but it was, he was not man, you know, so, but anyway, still God gave the, the people who they want, they wanted a king. So, he had an experience with my own eyes. I've seen the defeat of my enemies. Now, you will never see the defeat of your enemy until you stand up <laughs> and speak <laughs> all right, to the enemy, whether it's a sickness whether it, or you know, a lie or anything. Okay? If, if you don't stand up and act in faith according to God's word, uh, you think the enemy disappear by themselves, they are not playing hide and seek with you. <laughs> okay, in the spiritual realm, all right, there's no hide and seek. <laughs> okay, so either you die or he die. All right, so we know die, we won't die spiritually, we will go to heaven. But either there's two sides, either you win or never win. And today, God tells us that we are winners, we don't have to lose to the devil. Okay, so if the devil managed to stop your destiny for a while. Okay, and frighten you with whatever it is he throws at you. Of course, that time, it looks like he's a winner. And for the believer, what? You feel defeated. You feel that, oh, why, you know, uh, I cannot overcome this. And then you just surrender the rest of your years to the lies of the devil. And they, they dare not even get up again. Okay, so, but if you do, that's why it says faith, put into action but first thing you need that faith with I use whatever faith you have first okay I have seen with my own eyes so God wants you to experience your own self all right if we are to move further with the Lord all right we need to experience our own self whether it's the divine healing or uh, financial miracle okay or any other area we need to experience preaching and seeing someone say one person first, start with one. Okay. I have triumphed over all. All right. He's seen the God's victory over him for him. Lord, and then he learned through life experiences and the journey that to trust and put the confidence in God rather than in man. Okay. So it's so much easier to trust someone, you know, who is there, hold your hand. To trust someone 
you cannot see. That's where you already come into the spirit realm. Because God cannot fail. So push to the wall. This is uh, David said, I called to God. From the wide open spaces, he answered. So God is not limited in, in a wall. Yeah, the devil tries to think that he has put you in a wall, he's got you. <laughs> but God says, I have a wide open space for you. You know, my door is always open. Jesus is the door, right? God's now on my side. So this is something that we must know through our whole walk on this earth, that God is on your side. He is not there to kill you, to destroy you. That is the, the, what, the intention of the enemy. But God is for you not against you. That means, right, you, he, he chose you and you now choose him. That means he will open the way for you. He will, but you have to make a decision. That's all. So he is on your side. He will protect you. He will take care of you. You won't, you know, get into uh, if, uh, accidents and all that. That's one thing that you begin to believe. If you haven't learned anything from grace, all right, one of the things that grace you should know is that God will not put you into accidents, all right? And until with or, or you know harm, okay? We go into that, then we have Romans eight. If we go in, if, we, if those happen to to us or our family members, we thank God we have Romans eight, all right? That twenty eight whereby you know God turn it around, okay? But not necessary. Everyone need to go through that, okay? So that's why we need to build. A, a close relationship with God as in grace as well as faith and know properly all right what how God how good God is okay so that when we go up into the uh, enemy enemy territory all right we won't be thinking oh I I go and preach the gospel so don't know whether the devil can will kill my family or not <laughs> you know so we need covering from one another pray for each other and all that oh, all that is all from a result of fear Okay, so when you go out, you don't need to, even he put some lies to you, okay, give some discomfort here or that. It just don't care about it. It's just, oh, you stupid devil. Okay, just leave him alone. He, after a while, he will go. He's like the irritating dog, you know, that, that, or the, uh, that when you go somewhere, then they come and you know, lick your leg, you know. After a while, you, you lie on him, you know, he will continue to come further from the lake. He will go to the top and then, you know, lick your whole face. But if you just kick him off, you know, say, don't disturb him, don't disturb me. He won't come near you. Okay. So that's something like the devil, you know, just know who you are. God is on your side. Okay. And God is my strong champion. He said, I'm not afraid. Who would dare lay a hand on me? Okay. No, God will not allow it. Okay, I will. I flick off my enemies like flies. <laughs> they go off already. Uh, I don't know how you do it like that, right? Okay, uh, far better to take refuge in God than trust in people. Far better to take refuge in God than trust in uh, celebrities. Okay, now, though we go to the actual a little bit of uh, uh, last week, I gave you two cases, all right, of uh, Joseph and um, David's life when he committed sin okay, in the Romans 8.28 context. Today, you also have two stories. I think easier uh, stories to understand, right? <laughs> okay, this uh, meaning of God is for you and not against you and how we don't need to be afraid 
of the enemy. Okay, so the first one is David. Okay, David was talking to the man standing around him and asked, uh, what's in it for the man who killed? So you, I'm, I'm going to cut the whole story short. Most of you already know, right? That uh, there's a Philistine, Goliath there. And um, I like the way in the message version, okay, uh, uh, where David uh, referred to Goliath. He said, get rid of this ugly blot. <laughs> it's just an ugly dot <laughs> to, to David, you know, this black dot. Very easy to remove. Okay, it's how we see how we see God in your life. You may say, "Oh God, you are so great, so powerful," and then we got an obstacle that the, the enemy throw at us or the uh, the sickness, and then we say, "Oh no, you know this this pandemic. Oh no, every day worry about don't know still got work to do or not, got money or not, got job or not. My future, how the enemy to David was just a ugly blot." <laughs> an ugly blot you see so what how we see inside this is what will uh, help move us into our uh, sonship into our calling we are sons and daughters not orphans right so no need to think right so now facing enemy okay so how do you see your enemy or don't you don't even know it's an enemy <laughs> Okay, so clearly you need to, to know uh, what are your enemies. So it, the devil don't appear with two horns, uh, you know. The only thing one time Robert Lowe got one dream, right? <laughs> of, the, of the devil in horns, right? Very seldom, okay? So in real life, he don't, he don't come like that, all right? In, uh, in horns, okay? Because you can see, oh, that's the enemy. Okay, no. In real life, he comes in thoughts, okay? And also... Uh, if we entertain those thoughts, then he will begin to come of fear and, uh, you know, it's really uh, all kind of doubts. Then the situation will happen accordingly to all the fears and doubts in our mind. All right. It always starts with a fear, a doubt, okay, of who God is. All right. Is he powerful enough to protect me? And then what will happen? Then something happens. All right. But by the grace of God, God can turn it around. Okay, but we don't have to always live around there, round and round one. <laughs> okay, so go straight, right? So the enemy, all right, can come in various forms, all right? Obstacles, obstruction, sometimes it comes from your loved one, all right, your, your family members or whoever, okay, to stop you from uh, ob obedience to God or, or, or whatever your, your desire for God. So that's how we see, right? So remember, it's not flesh and blood. Okay, don't go and kill your mother-in-law or father-in-law or you know brother-in-law. Okay, don't kill them. Okay, <laughs> that is a spiritual force. All right, the enemy is the one who's stirring it up. Okay, to uh, stop you in whatever things that you may want to progress in God. So see the devil as defeated, all right, recognize that it is enemy's work, all right, all these things are the work of the enemy, okay, and you are an overcomer, okay, so who do you think, who does he think he is, anyway, it ought to stir up the anger towards God, it not, it's, uh, you know, when the enemy comes in this way, it's not meant for us to feel intimidated or fearful, it, it's like little boy, David. He was still a small boy, okay? 
And then he dared to say this out. Remember, what shall we say to the enemy, to the things around you, to what's happening anymore? What does he think? Who does he think he is? Anyway, this uncircumcised Philistine taunting the armies of God alive, the living God. So in your spirit, in your heart, you must know that God is living. God is alive. Okay, Many people live as if God, many believers live as if God is dead. Why? You can see in the decisions that we make, right? That as if that we don't have God like that, you know? So you David carry in his heart, all right, this knowledge, revelation that he has a living God who can move circumstances, who can change circumstances, who is in charge, who is in control. All right, today we even have greater than that because Jesus already went to the cross to die. All right, so what else? What else? You know, God already gave us Jesus. So who dare to speak against this living God? All right. When we say something against, you know, the, the move of God, it's like as if God is not alive and God didn't hear. Okay, this is not condemnation. This is a realization because as a man and woman of God, the first foundation, uh, zero one, session one, dividing the word of truth. Remember what I said? That we are all, right, uh, rightly study the word of God, divide the word of God, so that your, the man of God will not be ashamed. The man or woman of God. Okay? The God of Elisha, the God of Elisha can be also your God. Okay? If you grow into having this real uh, living uh, revelation inside you that your God <laughs> is alive. Your God is greater than any other situation on this planet. Okay, so David, as a boy, he knew that. So he's not going to allow this uncircumcised Philistine. That means this guy is not uh, the chosen of God. All right, not, you know, why, why sometimes we go to council of unbelievers? It's ridiculous, you know. They don't even have God. And they are teaching you what to do with your life, <laughs> right? That's why Psalms, David says, right, in the Psalms chapter 1, do not sit in the council of the ungodly or those who are not uh, really into God, okay, can be born again, okay? So he, is, he recognized very clearly the marked distinction, all right, between him and the enemy, that I am circumcised, I belong, I'm a covenant man, I'm a covenant woman, all of us, in Christ, all right? And that person, that giant, is Goliath, is uncircumcised. He does not have God. We got to see that clearly, <laughs> right? Remember there was a verse that said, Paul said last, yesterday, if we don't see clearly yet, all right, that we are having the blood vision, okay? So, he, he knows clearly. So know clearly in your heart, okay, that you are different. You belong to God. So you take your directions of life and everything from the word, from the Holy Spirit, okay? Not from the enemy at all, 
no matter how good they may sound. Moreover, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I showed pictures before, but I came across this one and I like this picture the most, okay? Because it shows really how big Goliath is physically and, and how small <laughs> David is, right? There are many others drawn, but I, I like this one. Is it and really as a small boy in, in the natural, how many of us would dare to do what David did? All right, there is this big giant there. You see, the army is, is still very small. So he is really very tall. I think the other day I, I put the, uh, the, the statistic there how tall he is. But David said, okay, Lord, the, that, that's how he talked. Okay, so remember, start to speak. The Lord, he knows the Lord. The Lord who just now we had a few verses, right? Why he can say the Lord is on my side. And he said that uh, the Lord, he, he has a real experienced God, right? The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear. When God trained you to become, you know, that warrior, you will experience the power of God. But if you never met a bear before and a lion, <laughs> how to have that experience there? <laughs> Every day we just sit in the couch. Okay, so the enemy, we also never seen him before. Okay, so, but what was David doing when he met the lion and the bear? He was a shepherd, right? Taking care of sheep. Okay, there are today sheep resemble people. Okay, you are talking to people, you are sharing the gospel, you are encouraging believers of doing something, okay, with regard to people. You are not enclosed and then you don't meet anyone, you don't see anyone, don't have, right? That one is a, in a special island somewhere in Timbuktu, okay? But we all haven't go there, uh, we're not going there. Okay, so we are with people all the time. And when you are taking care of sheep, or you are evangelizing, you are out there, then you will meet the lion and the bear. Ah, Robolo, okay? <laughs> okay, because in your house, you don't meet any lion and bear. <laughs> okay, they don't come in. Okay, when you go out, that is where you will meet the opposition of the enemy. And that is where this verse will say, God is for you, then who can be against you? Okay, you can overcome the enemy. Okay, so that is where you have developed, you know, your start to using your deposit of the uh, power of the Holy Spirit that you got baptized in. Okay, then you meet the enemy and you what? Say, get under my feet, devil, who are you? <laughs> who are you sickness who are you covid who are you uh, lack who are you you know trying to uh, uh, keep these people in bondage okay so you need to get out right so he david as a shepherd all right has already experienced confront you know confrontation with the enemy in the form of the lion and the bear so in the natural Okay, he has already fought with the lion and the bear and won the fight, knowing that it is God who was 
behind him, who was for him on his side. So a little boy already win the lion. The lion is not easy, right? <laughs> Any one of you already beat a lion before? None of us, right? See a little dog also quite scary, right? <laughs> what about the lion in the natural realm? Okay, so and the bear, wow, even bigger. Okay, so it's not the uh, polar bear or the uh, the nice one. Okay, these are bears that will kill. Okay, and very wild animals. Okay, so he had an experience knowing that when God is for him, he's not even afraid of the lion or the bear. Okay, but remember, he has to be at a place where only where the lion and the bear will appear because God's sheep there. When you take care of sheep, of people in your lives, then the enemy will appear. When you're doing things for the Lord, when you are impacting all right, people's lives, especially with the gospel. Okay, So he said, he will deliver me. Who? He didn't call 999 or 911. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? Then all the, you know, no, didn't call for backup in the natural, right? Same like Elijah, Elisha, right? The prophet, isn't it? When the Syrian army come, he didn't dial for help from the Israel army, right? He just said, don't worry, the Lord is on our side. He told the servant, the Lord is on our side. Who is this Lord? To you, okay, do you want to experience him on your side? Then step into enemy territory <laughs> by going out for the souls, you know, people. Okay, so, and he said, now this big one come, you know, so big. But David didn't see Goliath in the physical. That's what the whole army of Israel saw. The physical, the natural realm. So, if you see that, if you think, if you are David, you see this giant, which direction will you go? <laughs> Most of us, I better go the other side. <laughs> go back to, you know, what he used to do. He's so big. So, in the natural, the Goliath is bigger, right? Greater, more powerful. This is the natural realm. Okay, that's why we need to get into the spiritual realm, all right, that you, your God is greater, okay, and he can use you even if you are a little boy, and you will see another situation later. Okay, so can you see natural realm cannot work? If we are still in the five senses, we cannot be warriors. <laughs> we become warriors. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so you choose huh, whether you want to be a warrior or a warrior, okay? So a warrior is in the spirit realm. A warrior is in the natural realm because every time they see something in the natural, they worry and get scared, okay? So that's how David defeated Goliath. He saw God as greater. He was in the spirit realm. He is don't care about how big, how the muscle so big, the armor, some the metal so big. He didn't care at all. Ah, okay. So this is where we need to get out of the natural realm 
into the spirit realm. And that is where we need the word of God to become real to you. All right? Because it is from the word that tells you who your God is. If you don't meditate on the word, how are you going to know that your God is greater? Because there is a verse that says, 1 John 4, 4. All right, greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. And of course, all, all throughout the Bible. Are we blind or what? <laughs> we read the whole Bible and then we still cannot see that our God is greater. Yeah, that is called spiritual blindness, right? So that's why Paul had to pray. Ephesians 1.17, you know, tell the church, pray for the church. God, remove, all right, give them a spirit of, revelation take away the blindness can you read all these stories and events in the bible and you still cannot see god is greater that's very strange right so can you see that the spiritual realm is where the devil put scales on the eyes of the people but once those scales are removed you will move out powerfully in who you are and what God meant you to be not orphans, all right, but sons and daughters of the living God, not dead God, all right. That's why Jesus rose from the dead. So you know the ending, right? He killed the the uh, Goliath. Okay, now we go to the second story, all right, of not fearing the enemy. That God is for you. You who can come against you, all right? The enemy, the devil, all the of the things that he threw at us. This is a story of in Judges. <clears throat> so just now, don't worry about the flesh, right? God used a little small boy <laughs> to defeat a huge giant in the natural. Now you're going to see another case, all right, of how God used some, someone here or, or two people here, okay? One first. The people of Israel, all right, that's after Joshua died already. They went into the promised land, they conquered the cities and everything. And then after he died, this is what happened. Okay, no more, uh, no more Joshua, right? The people of Israel kept right on doing evil in God's sight. When Ehud that dead, with Ehud dead, God sold them off to Jabin, king of Canaan. So they were in Canaan, right? Who ruled from Hazor. Sisera, okay, remember this name, huh? don't ever name your children Sisera. <laughs> okay, this one is not a good one. <laughs> okay, this, it sounds very nice. Huh? <laughs> okay, no, don't, don't, okay. Sisera is the, the, the king of the other side, the enemy one, okay, who lived in Harosheh, Hagoyim, was the commander of his army. Okay, this is the enemy, okay, enemy side. The people of Israel cried out to God because Sisera, Sisera, he had cruelly oppressed them with his 900 iron chariots for how long? 20 years. Quite long, huh? <laughs> 20 years, okay? That's, I would say, wasted years, right? When we, if, we, if we allow the enemy to uh, rule our lives. 900 iron chariots. So they were very scared of this this is the children of Israel, remember just now they said, David said, this, you, you uncircumcised Philistine. Here, David came later. So here, 
the Israelites like that one. <laughs> After a while, they go right into the sense realm, one, right? And then they're so scared of this enemy. Okay? Joshua no more there, right? So uh, all these enemies start to come up again. And they had 900 chariots. You know, that means all those iron chariots. So they oppressed just like the, when they were in Egypt. So you can be oppressed in Canaan. <laughs> yeah, not only Egypt, right? You're in the promised land already. Okay. You're in battle of the house of God also. Yeah, you have certain blessings on one side and then the other side, all the worries. <laughs> okay. It's still uh, right. scared of the enemy. You are in God's territory. You're in the church. You are in the house of God. They were, children of Israel, they were in the promised land. And yet they were oppressed by the enemy. And not only for one year, two years, 20 years. Okay? So this is a sad thing, right? Believers, 10 years, 20 years, still oppressed by the devil with all the lies, you know, that he is great. He is, you know, and we can sing God is great. But then the other side, the real thing is, all right, it's the it's the it's the it's the proof whether we really see God is great or not. Okay, so you see, it's terrible, right? A believer, a children of God, children of Israel who saw all the miracles happen. You may have tasted, you know, the goodness of God in your life, and then suddenly you come to a place of fear again. This is what happened for to the children of Israel. Twenty years, but. Good thing, thank God, they know how to cry out to God. <laughs> you know, it's still very cute, right? Oh, God still loved them. But what happened? They cried out to God already after oppression for 20 years in the promised land. Mm. Then God is so good to them. God raised up a woman. Okay? Deborah was a of Deborah was a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth. She's a prophet, she's a prophet, she's the wife. She was judge over Israel at that time. So at that time, God had to raise up judges, all right, because the, the people fighting among themselves, <laughs> the, the Jewish people, okay? instead of fighting the enemy, remember they were oppressed, okay, by this uh, uh, Sisera and the, the, uh, and the enemy. So when you're oppressed, what happened? You look within. Oppressed, depressed, all come from the same thing. <laughs> That's an oppressed. <laughs> right. So well, they they had a lot of squabbles, a lot of uh, you know uh, problems within the Israeli camp, and God had to put judges there for them to, to settle their disputes. Men and women of God, right, who uh, 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 fear God and able to settle all these disputes among the uh, children of God. So they were internal conflict a lot. That's why they need a judge. And mostly all men. Deborah was the only woman okay, that God raised up as a judge during that time. And she held court under Deborah's palm between Ramah and Bethel in the hills of Ephraim. I won't explain more on that. The people of Israel went to her in matters of justice. You see, they're all fighting among themselves. <laughs> Who's right? Who's wrong? You know, that's why we need a judge, right? Because there's a, a situation, you don't know who is right, and everyone needs to be right. So they had to come to the judge. 
okay, to determine who's right and who's wrong. So the devil keep us there. <laughs> All round and round, oh, this brother right, this sister right, this one wrong. So our whole life, instead of what? <laughs> Getting more souls, all right? Killing the enemy here, one side oppressed by the enemy and the other side, oppression is what? You go fight against one another. When you have actually the enemy is the one that we're supposed to fight against. Right? Because they are not in their in the wrong territory, they are in the promised land, whereas they should go and conquer other lands. Okay, so when you are in your little house, home, it, when you should be going out to the territory, when we should be going, you know, out saving souls and uh, uh, taking care of sheep, taking care of young ones who have received the Lord. Okay, we are doing at the wrong place at the wrong time. That's where the enemy comes. Okay, the people of Israel went to her, but she was there. Uh, you think very busy or not? How three million people? <laughs> okay, <laughs> three million people. Okay, to be the judge at that time is not easy job. Okay, she just sit under the palm tree. She's a wife, probably mother. Okay, and she has to sit there, all right, to settle all the disputes of about two to three million uh, Israelites who fight around, around each other and then they come to her. Okay, so she held court there. So normally women don't go to battle, okay, in those days, right? Okay, a man like Robert Lowe only go, okay? <laughs> So the woman normally stay home, right? Take care of the children. So De Deborah was the only one who, uh, she, she didn't go out to battle yet, all right? She was there as a judge. Then what happened? As a prophet, she hear from God, okay? That's why she can judge. So if you are, uh, as a pastor, we need to have some prophetic gifting also, all right? If you are uh, to able to uh, judge, judge is like discern. Right? to know which, which is a lie, which is the truth. Right? If the judge also don't know what is lie, what is true, then what is right, what is wrong, then then walk, right? <laughs> you won't go to court already, right? Because this, this judge, you know, the evidence is there, so still don't know. Okay. So anyway, what Deborah right, did was, at that time, when uh, it was like, the, the children of Israel were all scared, right? You can see later in another verse. There was no more, uh, there was they all, all under fear, right? Of the enemy, Sisera. Then Deborah sent for Barak, son of Abinom from Kadesh in Naphtali and said to him, Barak is a general in the army, in the Israeli army. And she is what? General? <laughs> no, she's a woman. <laughs> okay, so she's a woman, all right, with a prophet, Tess, prophetess, right, with, who can hear God, communicate with God. She has the wisdom of God and she is a judge. She's been giving that uh, office on that authority to uh, help the children of Israel settle disputes. But at that time, even the army did not go against Sisera, the enemy. But this woman stood up. Okay? And she sent, see the authority in her as a prophet and a judge. 
Okay, she can she dare to send for the general, the army, and army guy, and said, Barak. That means call for him. Okay. So you see, actually here you only need three very uh, people who are in in line with God to defeat the enemy. There's one more lady after this. She sent for Barak, and then she said, it has been it has become clear. See, God spoke to her. Holy Spirit talked to her. See, we have authority where we know clearly. All right? God speak to you. Okay? So that's why we need to know Holy Spirit. All right? Your pastor, your leader needs to know very clearly the voice of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And when God has already spoken, all right? She's a prophetess. So, she sent for Barak and then she said, it is very clear. Okay, it's not blur, blur one. Okay, <laughs> when Holy Spirit speaks, it's not blur. It's very clear. Okay, and she tell him with authority. God of Israel commands you. You see, she's able to tell, she's not an a, a army general, what? not in the army, but she's able to tell the army general, Barak, that God has commanded you. Go to Mount Tabor and prepare for battle. At that time, the army of Israel, they don't even have shield. They know they have like given up. It's like a broken army like that, you know. No more fighting. An army that is no more fighting. You don't know what kind of army is that, right? <laughs> so they were already give up. It's like kind of give up, you know, to the enemy. Remember just now we read, oppress them. They were all scared of Caesarea and this army because of 900 chariots. Then here comes this prophet judge woman telling the general, okay, now God says, get up, prepare for battle, prepare for war. You know, you're going to fight. And then he, she tells him some more. <laughs> She's like the commander, okay? So uh, take 10 companies of soldiers from Nathalie and Zebulon. I'll take care of getting Caesarea. She's not scared of the enemy, the, 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 the side of Caesarea. Okay? She's like a little David, right? And she's a woman, mind you. Okay, So I'll take care of getting Caesarea, the leader of Jabin's army, to the Kishon River with all his chariots and troops. I mean, she will handle getting Caesarea to this place, the river. Okay? And then... Barak told her what? <laughs> I will go. But only if you go with me. Okay, so we don't want to, you know, speculate whether he's scared or what. Huh? Just take it as face value. All right. She, he said this. I will go into this battle because 20 years, the, the, the army has not, you know, fight anything. Okay? Inactive. Sounds like a lot of uh, churches. <laughs> Inactive. <laughs> For, for many years, okay? So, he said, but I will go. Okay, this man, Barak, must have respected and honoured uh, Deborah, right? And, okay, she said it. He says, yes, I will go, but I don't know for what reason, right? Uh, he said, only if you go with me. Maybe she feel, he feels more comfortable if the, the prophet is with, with him. Then she said, Actually, the command, command was just for him to go and win the, 
battle, correct? Definitely win the battle, lah. Otherwise, God will, God never do a battle that he ever lost. <laughs> okay, he win every battle. Very well, she replied. I will go with you, but you will receive no honor in this venture, for the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. Okay, so he says, "All right, I will go with you, but you won't have the honor of killing Sisera, the enemy. It will go into the hands of a woman. So that is another woman. Okay, that God is is going to rise up." Actually, it was supposed to be for Barak, but never mind. So Deborah, Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. At Kadesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali, and ten thousand warriors went up with him. Okay, there were ten thousand of them. Deborah also went with him. <laughs> so she is a spiritual warrior. Okay, as a prophetess and as a judge for God. So she don't need that, like that all those uh, the um, the warrior just like David like that. So a woman now. So you see this picture of the battle, right? This is uh God's people, God's uh, army, and the other side is the Syria and his army in the natural, bigger than Israel army, and looks like more powerful, like Goliath like that, right? Now Heber the Kenite, a descendant of Moses' brother-in-law, Kobab had moved away from the other members of the tribe and pitched his tent by the oak of Zanamin near Kadesh. When Sisera was told that Barak, son of Abinom, had gone up to Mount Tabor, he called for all 900 of his iron chariots and all his warriors, and they marched from Herosheth Hegohim to the Kishon River. Okay, so that is where the two armies are going to meet for the battle and this enemy army looks fantastic <laughs> all right looks super scary all right if in the natural uh no one wants to be in the israeli army but let's see it is not about the people it is about the god and we do when god speaks when he says something we move and do according to what he said Deborah said too, so when they finally at the, at the place, the meeting place for the battle, Deborah said to Barak, because he's the <laughs> general, right? Charge! <laughs> so she's the captain, okay? Charge! Arise! Stand up! You know, I think Barak, as a general in the army, as a man, all right, he even dare not move already <laughs> because saw the army of Syria. Because if he moved already, then Deborah no need to say charge and get up, right? <laughs> if he, can, he know how to move, but it's okay, all right? So the most important is that the God, the, the army in the end, who win. So Deborah said, then say charge, get up, stand up, arise. This very day, God has given you victory over Sisera. See, as the prophet tests, all right? She declared God's word first. Okay? Because probably in the minds of Barah and the army, they look in the natural and they get scared. They fear. But this prophetess, Deborah, said what? She don't hear and look at the things around her. 
<laughs> don't care today is what tomorrow what news bad news good news okay because all this is not important to the prophet the prophet is the one who hear from god not hear from men not hear from the world that's, that's why all right if you uh, if you aspire to for the prophetic this is what you need to know where are you having your sources where are you listening who are you listening to all right, to the natural people, to the world that tells you all the bad news, to the doctors only, okay, or what, whatever issue, to the economists, to the finance, finances, to this world, the prophet listen to God. That's why he's called prophet. He hear from God and he tell the people what God say. <laughs> okay, I tell you what God is saying. Okay, not what the world is saying. So she declared first what God is saying. And she said, this very day, same like David said, okay, today, <laughs> today I'll cut off your head. Okay, so I said, this very day, God has given you victory over Sisera. Huh? God has given. Not only God will give you, God has given. Remember, our God always already, everything is a past tense. He has already, He has already given you the victory over the giant, over the enemy, over the whoever, you know, that is your obstacle. God has already given you the victory. All that you need to do is to rise up and stand up and charge against the enemy. Oh. Isn't God marching before you? Right? He's talking, she's not talking about herself or anything. He's talking about reminding Barak right, of who his God is. Okay, Declaring from heaven. Isn't God marching before you? Barak, very good boy. <laughs> okay. He didn't argue with Deborah. Okay, praise the Lord. Okay. No matter what it is, at least the thing is he didn't argue all right, with the prophet. And he said, he followed according to what uh, Deborah said. Probably that's why he said, Deborah, you need to come along. Barak charged down the slopes of Mount Tabor with his 10 companies following him, with his 10,000 people. Huh? Didn't argue. Oh, yeah, can or not? No, no, cannot. Uh. Look at the army, uh, so many. Uh. Uh, we are, oh. Okay, just follow the word that has been given. All right. And then what happened? When Barak attacked, it is not when Barak sit there and question Deborah or doubt God. Nothing will happen if Barak didn't follow the word that Deborah spoke and said, go, go forward, charge, get up, rise, go, go, and attack. He did it. He went and attacked. And when Barak attacked, the Lord through Caesarea, who did it? Not the army. The Lord, okay? The Lord of hosts, God himself. Threw Caesarea and all his chariots and warriors into a panic. I think there was a, a, a hailstorm, something like that. Okay, so intervention from heaven. So when you decide, you know, to do what God has tell you to do, all right, or the woman or the man of God, 
Then what will happen? God will work for you because the declaration already went forth by the prophet that the victory is yours today. So, but he, he just need to listen to that word and take and do accordingly. Alright? So God was the one who make it happen. See? That iron chariots and all that, 900 of them, <laughs> all thrown. <laughs> Alright? And the warriors all from the enemy side went into a panic. Sira, Sisira leaped down from his chariot right, and escaped on foot. <laughs> okay, interesting story. Then Barak chased the chariots of the enemy. Okay, now he got confidence already. No, you know, know that really God is with them and for them, not against them. See, when you think God is against you, it means you're thinking the enemy will win. Right? And God is not powerful enough to take care of you, to protect you when you go and charge. Okay? Then Barat chased the chariots and the enemy army all the way to Herosheth, Hagoyim, killing all of Caesarea's warriors. Every warrior army in the enemy killed except Caesarea. Caesarea. Okay? Now, how is he going to get killed? Ah, because when God killed the enemy, he don't leave behind, you know, one or two. <laughs> okay, all have to die, right? There was a commandment: kill all. Okay, but today, remember, it's not physical one. Huh? don't kill anybody. Huh? and then say, Pastor Stephanie asked us to kill you. <laughs> I said I didn't ask anyone to kill anybody. Okay, the enemy is a spiritual one. Okay, the devil. So not one, not a single one was left alive. So all the people who went into the the, the battle are all men. Okay, now comes. Meanwhile, Caesarea ran to the tent of Jael. Okay, this Jael, uh, you can use this name. They have a good name. <laughs> okay, it's from uh, Israel's side. Okay, and she is another powerful woman of God. Okay, so what happened? Jael also an ordinary woman. She is the wife. Okay, so all wonderful wives here, right? Just ordinary woman. All right, Joan, wife of uh, uh, Robert Lowe. Okay, so she's not scared, right? <laughs> you see, the wife of Heber the Kenite. Because of Heber's family was on friendly terms with Jeb, King Jabin of Hazor, Jael, or Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, you know the fellow running already, right? Jump up from his chariot. And he said, she said to him, <laughs> come into my tent, sir. Come in. Don't be afraid. So he went into her tent. He invited, she invited the enemy come. And the guy is a man, a warrior. Okay. She is what? A woman, just a normal wife, no muscle. <laughs> okay. Don't have. All right. So she asked her to come in. Asked him to come in. She, she went into her tent. Now she is telling him, the, the enemy, you don't be afraid. <laughs> so funny, right? She is a woman telling the army who have been, you know, the leader of the enemy who has been uh, 20 years oppressing the, the children of Israel, the army of Israel. And then 
he must be looking afraid, right? For he, for her to say, don't be afraid. <laughs> you know, we only say to people, don't be afraid when you look at their face and they look very scared, right? If one don't look scared, you don't say, don't be afraid, isn't it? So God, every time when he appears, all right, you can see throughout the whole Bible, he, the, the angel will come on the top and say, don't be afraid. Why? Because the people face very scared already. <laughs> so Cecilia's face must be quite scared, all right? He's running off because all his army died already. Right, so this woman <laughs> tell him this jet, former general, or you know, supposed to be general of the enemy, who taunted, uh, who, who who oppressed Israel for twenty years, right? He's very powerful. Don't be afraid. So she come into her tent, her tent, and she covered him with a blanket. Right? it came up from the, the river. Right, please give me some water. He said, I'm thirsty. So she gave him some milk from a leather bag and covered him again. Stand at the door of the tent, he told her, if anybody comes and asks you if there's anyone here, say no. Look at him. <laughs> the one, the leader of the enemy army, all right, that oppressed the uh, Jewish army for Israel army for 20 years. It's so scared now, okay, go inside the, the woman's the tent and then say, you jaga the door for me. <laughs> okay. In today, our Malaysian English, okay? you go jaga, you know, jaga the door, huh? you stand there. If anyone tell you, uh, then you see, the, you, you must know who you are, right? So sometimes the devil trick, you can only be tricked if you don't know how he tricked us. All right, the enemy can creep into the tent, into your tent, can be your, your mind, your soul, your house, all right, and lie to you. Sounds everything good, okay? But you are keeping a pet in your home, <laughs> all those lies <laughs> of the devil, okay? So, what? Leave him there as the pet, grow, grow all these lies? <laughs> no, let's see what this. Jael, Jael woman did. She knows, you must know which camp you are, right? And who is on your side and who is the enemy? What is the lie and what is the truth? That's what we must know very clear, okay? So, but she's very smart, right? So even the enemy tell her like that, what she do? When Cesera, she was waiting for Cesera to fall asleep. So when Cicera fell asleep from exhaustion, see, she knew the destiny of her life of the, of the children of Israel, that they were winners, all right? Never before had their God failed them, never before, all right? When God is with them, no one can be against them. So she's not taken, you know, not going to listen to the enemy. So you also need, you know, we need to realize is the enemy talking or is God talking? Sometimes enemy talking, we think it's God. <laughs> God talking, we think it's enemy. <laughs> so much confusion. Okay, so the, the, the you know, people of God need to know Holy Spirit, the real one, you know, and that confuse. Uh, okay, which voice is God? Which voice is enemy? So when Cicero fell asleep from exhaustion, JL quietly crept up to him with a hammer. God's word is like a hammer, right? Today. Okay, so don't go and take a hammer, physical one. Okay, <laughs> after reading this. Okay, today.
the servant, they all of you know become killers and uh, all the, uh, take hammer. Okay, so but the hammer is the word of God. All right, pick up the word of God. Yeah, and the ten pack in her hand. You can see the picture, right? This is the clearest one. And she drove the ten pack through his temple and into the ground, so he died. She did something like little David did, right? And who is she? A woman. <laughs> you may say, wow, killer. Okay? But those days, it's different, right? So she is so brave. She's not scared of this man. Who is she know and will never change her mind that this is the enemy and their part as children of Israel as God's people were to kill the enemy, all of them. And remember, Deborah, the prophetess, she already prophesied. Okay, actually, this was probably the, uh, the honor, to, you know, to kill the, the leader is a great honor. Huh? But, but David killed Goliath and she got, he got a lot of uh, uh, benefit from that. To kill Sisera, the leader of the enemy army, was supposed to be an honor given to Barak. Okay, but, but in the end, because Barak said, uh, together go, so he said they will be given to a woman. So the woman is Jael. All right, another mighty woman of God, frail. Okay, so God can use anyone in the spiritual uh, war. All right, if you choose to be a warrior, doesn't matter if you are a child, David, all right, but you have already experienced God delivering you from the paw and the, 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 the lion's paw and, and the, the bear. All right, you are you can be young, pastor, all right, a little child. Uh, that's why it's part jewels. All right, all your children there. Don't see them as children. Okay, David already became a shepherd as very young. Remember? Uh Bonke also very young. A lot of God's Men and women, all very young. So in your spark jewels, all right, in beautiful ashes, these young children, they have calling. Raise them up, all right, knowing grace, of course, all right, of uh, uh, who they are in Christ, who God is, especially, most important, who God is. That's why when we, you know, refer to God, when you know how big God is, that's when we can say, God, you are great, you are mighty, without having even to think about who we are in him. Okay, first we have to see how big he is. Then God can use anyone. So this use these two women who are just wives of some somebody, all right? Frail in the natural, all right? Because the Bible also said the women are weaker. In the, in the natural than the man, right? God created them like that. But anyway, all can be used because it's not about the physical. She got no muscles, <laughs> but she has the spirit of God, knowing that she belonged to God, that God is on her side and that her purpose on this earth as a, a, a part of the army of God, even though she's a woman, okay? is to do what the will of God for them, all right? And she probably knew, okay, from the husband, all right, who they are, 
So when Barak came looking for Caesarea, Jael went out to meet him. Okay, because that's the last one, Caesarea. She said, come, I will show you the man you are looking for. So he followed her into the tent and found Caesarea lying there dead and the tent back through his temple. It takes a lot of courage, right? So the courage today is not to go and kill someone <laughs> with a hammer and a tent pack, but the courage is to face the enemy with all his lies, all right? And whatever obstacle he tried to put it across your path and say, get out of the way, you know, get out of the way, all right? And receive, uh, declare your inheritance and receive your inheritance for yourself, for your family, for people around you. Go into that fight if you need to. It is already a, a battle that is, a, a war that has already been won. So these are the little, little, battles which God said you will win if you dare to go in okay and fight the fight of faith it's the fight of faith it's not just grace sit down there and you know <laughs> drop la, drop <laughs> drop no it's a fight of faith because the devil will try to challenge you when you want to get into the offensive so on that day, Israel saw God defeat Jabin, the Canaanite king. And from that time on, Israel became stronger and stronger against King Jabin until they finally destroyed him. So in the next chapter, all right, there was a song of praise. All right, Deborah led the whole Israelite uh, nation to worship God and thank him. And, you know, when we praise and worship God, all right, or we it's all about God, what he has done. We boast about him, okay? So I, I skip a few verses. You can read it. And in this uh, verse 6 to 8, it says it to show you what time they were in during that time. I mean, what season, okay? You know a bit, 20 years. In the time of Shamgar, son of Anna, and in the time of Jael, public roads were abandoned. Travelers went backwards. It's just like our time now. Actually, all, all through time is been like this, the world went into havoc after uh, Adam's sin. Travelers went backwards, but we see more today. That means they dare not go on the main road, all right? Something like pandemic, something like our curfew, something like, you know, where everyone is living in fear. And the worst is the people of God are living in fear. That's the worst. <laughs> if the world live in fear, it's fine, okay? They, they don't have God, right? But the church, the people of God living in fear, they have a God and they are scared. They're scared of no money, scared of, you know, uh, you know lack, scared of uh, pandemic, scared of virus, everything. This is what happened at that time. The warriors, they were supposed to be warriors, the army of God. But the warriors became what? Flat and sloppy. <laughs> okay, that means they cannot fight. No faith. Okay? So the children of God, right? No, you got numbers only. Thousands. But all fat. Spiritually sloppy. No fight left in them. Outside may look good. Inside, this is how terrible. Okay? Uh, the enemy has oppressed the uh, people of God. This is how much lies, all right, the devil has done to the church of Jesus Christ, to the believers, until in the spirit, they are either too thin or too fat. 
Too thin, also cannot move, right? Too fat, also cannot move, right? No strength. Sloppy, without any fight. Oh, okay lah. Devil, you win lah. Let you win lah. Just leave me alone. You win lah. <laughs> that is called no fight. You cannot fight. All right? No more strength. Spirit man, down. I'm depressed. I'm oppressed. Okay? That's so sad, right? The army of God that is filled today, you know, we have God behind us, God for us, and yet all fat, all you know, all give up, no more fight. This is the fight of faith. Okay. Then what happened? It was a song of, uh, of praise to God, right? Uh, describing what happened that time. Then Deborah rose up, you know, a mother in Israel. God chose new leaders. All right, all the warriors, fat and sloppy, <laughs> cannot lead. Okay, so it has to be new ones, all right? It's so like new creation who, who built their spirit, spirit man strong, who knows that, yes, God loved me and then don't question God ever again. <laughs> he loved you means he loved you, okay? And that you are not an orphan, then okay, don't question God again, you know? You don't care for me, huh? nobody care for me. You stop all this, all right? And then rose up, okay? Okay, and what happened? God choose these warriors, all right, that he, who, were, who fought at the gates. That means at the gate, all right, in our minds today, in the spiritual, we are not going to allow the devil to even have one inch in our brain, you know, to tell us all those lies. Stop listening, okay, to the world lies, right? They were at the gates. They fight, you know, at the gates. Don't let the devil come in. How? Through the mind. Okay, that's the only way you can come in through our minds, giving us lies and all the uh, wrong thinking, the wrong thoughts that look like okay, sometimes look okay, sometimes confused. Look, they were at the gates, they fight at the gates. They, uh, but at that time, okay, so those days, there, this was what happened, all right, at that time. And God rose, uh, uh, raised up uh, Deborah and uh, prophetess to bring back the children of Israel out of oppression and go back into their uh, conquering, all right, as they were meant to do in the promised land and not live in the promised land in fear of the enemy. So God used two women, mighty women. One is uh, the, the prophetess, Judge Deborah, who's just a normal woman. The other one is Jael. So, any one of you don't be, it's not because of gender, how big you are, how rich you are, how poor, or whatever, you know, whether you got muscle, physical, it's not in the physical realm, all right? You just, it's in the spirit, okay? Because today is a spiritual one, spiritual war, okay? As long as I say, don't kill anyone in the natural, all right? I have to say that many times, huh? if really somebody go out and kill somebody, how? <laughs> okay, so God can use every one of you. All right, of course, including Robert Lowe, right? He's the most brave man here <laughs> in the army of God. A lot, of, a lot of men see so many women here, they'll run away already. <laughs> they think, you know, what can these women do? Ah, but Robert Lowe, very brave. He said, no, I'm coming in. Okay, so together, all right? We are not building our kingdom. We are building God's kingdom and extending his territory, fulfilling your destinies in your life. Every one of you matter, okay? In the... Uh, in the last day work of God 
So what do you think? What are you going to say? All right. We start by speaking. Start by boldly declaring. If God on our side like this, how can we lose? Right? That's what Deborah told uh, 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 the army. Get up. Told the general, get up now. We cannot lose. Once God is on our side, there's no way we can lose to the enemy. You throw whatever, you know, you throw one, uh, what, the, the leg pain, okay, Pastor uh, three days, okay, ready, okay? So, win. Who is the winner at the end? So, ah, yeah, the devil also run from Pastor Ching Lan. I give up, like the one, disturb her after that, she can still get out and walk one. <laughs> so, don't give in, okay? To these uh, women of God here, okay, men and women of God, okay? <laughs> here in Beauty for Ashes, all very powerful, okay? You, you knock them one side, they get up the other side. They can kill uh, the enemy, you know, take hammer and <laughs> that's the violent in the spirit okay in the spirit violent is good okay because don't spare the enemy okay but not in the natural mm. for god has proved his love all right he's already proved by giving us his greatest treasure how do we know right god is on our side because the next verse says that god has proven it no need to ask God, prove again, prove again, prove that you love me, prove that you heal me. He already proved it by Jesus dying on the cross, giving the gift of his son, his greatest treasure. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to to what? To give. All right. So we have, he's going to give you everything that you need in your life, as well as whatever you need to go on the offensive, all right, to the fight of faith and to get uh, uh, people to, uh, into his kingdom. So say, who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen in love to be his? All right? Stop entertaining, fight, fight. Stop entertaining those thoughts. You know, you are not worthy. You know, God didn't choose you. You're not as uh, brave as a uh, Pastor uh, Ching Lan or, or Joan or Robert. No, don't stop all those nonsense, okay? Who dare to accuse those whom God has chosen in love, okay? To be his. So no once and for all that you are his, right? God chose you because God loves you. You have destiny, you have purpose in your life. Whatever mistake you make, God can turn it around. And he has to put you here today for a purpose, just like uh, Queen Esther, right? She was born for such a time as this. Well, God seems to use a lot of women. Huh? <laughs> okay, so yeah, every one of us, right? In a flesh, we are weak, but in the spirit, God don't see, you know, whether you are man or woman or child or what. God himself is the judge who has issued his final verdict over them, not guilty. This is what knowing that you are the righteousness of God will cause you to do. Go on the offensive, okay? Don't keep on entertaining those condemnation, the guilt, yeah? Get up. If you did wrong, get up. Say, thank you, Lord. Your, your, your blood has forgiven me, but you have declared me not guilty. So I get up again, all right? Not stay 20 years like the, the, the children of Israel, oppressed, oppressed by all the lies. They, they saw the physical, they got scared. The army. So today, the believers, same thing. They, they hear all, right, all the lies of the devil. They see sometimes what's happening and they got scared. So Jesus said, no. Okay, God said to us, get up. Who then is left to condemn us? Don't stay in condemnation. 
Jesus, certainly not Jesus. The past is gone, all right? The anointed one. Jesus doesn't condemn you. Everyone have a fresh start, okay? New leaders, God is taking up, choosing new ones, all right? New ones who are not scared to fight the fight of faith, all right? And to go into enemy territory because God is for us, not against us. For he gave his life for us. What more can, what else can he give? No one in this world, but I don't think there is, okay? Except maybe your husband, you know, or your wife. The rest, or your parents, they won't die for you, right? Jesus gave his life for you. And even more than that, his conquered death is now risen, exalted, and thrown by God at his right hand. So how could he possibly condemn us since he's continually praying for our triumph? Even we are weak or what? He is still praying that you will win, okay, for your victory, Okay, bringing you to the place where you hear the right word of God that tells you who, how powerful he is and who you are. That no more you look within yourself and say, I am, you know, like this or what, like that. But you can say, yes, God, this is who you are. Yeah, but in that coming day, no weapon formed against you will succeed. All right. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon. So when we know God is for us, we also know that the devil has no more power. Whatever weapon he tries will not succeed. It looked like very powerful. It looked like a Goliath, very big. <laughs> okay, the mountain, the art wow, look very, very powerful. It won't succeed. Okay, if you know God is for you and not against you. So you will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. Our defeat is not the obstacle there is the voices, right? How did uh, uh, Goliath scare or frighten the army of God by telling and boasting about himself? So today we boast about God, okay? Scare the enemy instead of the enemy scare you, right? Silence every voice that accuse you. These benefits, ah, these Benefits that God is for you, not against you. No weapon formed against you will succeed, but you are his warrior. You are his son, his daughter. These benefits are what? Enjoy. Okay? That's why it's a life of pleasure, not a life of pressure. You can enjoy. As the, enjoy by who? The servants of the Lord. So we come from a place of sonship to servanthood. Right? When you serve God, you enjoy benefits, okay? Like every corporate company outside there, right? The higher you go up in the level, the more benefits you have, right? Or the less. The more, right? <laughs> okay? So when you start to serve our God, okay? The more benefits, He protect you from any weapon. So the best uh, company to work for is God's company, right? <laughs> Okay, where God is the employer, the master. Jesus is the captain of the host. Okay, so when we serve him, that means we are working for him. That's why he will pay you. <laughs> he will make sure you got the uh, what for, uh, for life. You are set. <laughs> you want the pension and all that, right? From the world. God give you pension, eternal one. On this earth, he said, I will take care of you until gray hairs or whatever. Okay, and he says, these are all the benefits. No one can come against you. Okay, you just work for him. Don't be afraid. Their vindication will come from me. He will always fight for you. All right, I, the Lord, 
have spoken. But no, uh, another uh, version, no weapon that can hurt you has ever been forged. An accuser who takes you to court will be dismissed as a liar. <laughs> this is what God's servants can expect. Come on, you want to serve the Lord? No? <laughs> I tell you more and more, all of you will sign up to serve the Lord, right? <laughs> Don't serve the wrong company. Satan is a harsh, hard task, harsh taskmaster, right? This is what God's servant can expect. If you are serving the Lord and you have this heart, say, God, I want to serve you. I want my destiny, you know? And what? This is what you expect. This got you know when you go for interview, they will tell you what what you what is my expected salary. <laughs> What's your expected salary? Forever provided, <laughs> never in lack. This is your expected salary. You know, yeah. Never begging for bread. Never you will have everything that you need, huh? And even more. This is your expected expected salary, okay? And you got angels protect you. Got bodyguard. Someone when you go up, right? See, oh, what? And then you say, oh, what? The company that you work in got bodyguard, not? Uh, if it's a dangerous job, so here quite dangerous, right? <laughs> because you're going into enemy territory. <laughs> but you got bodyguard. All angels are for you. You just say out the word, poof, they come. Okay, that's why you need the wonder anointing. All right. For this battle, he supplies them all. He supplies all your needs. Ah, what else do you want to expect as a servant of God? <laughs> much more. All right. As a son of God, you got a lot. As a child of God, yes. But this is much more. Yeah, because there's no place for worry. I see to it that everything will out for the best. Wow. <laughs> Remember, even uh, Romans 8 28, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. The love is too way, you know. You want to put it under grace, yeah. God's lovers, it's fine. But I see it as, as it is. Okay. If you love God, all right, and you are have a, you call according to his purpose, you want to do his purpose in this planet earth in your life, then God say everything, I will make sure it work out for the good for your for the best. It's the same as in this one, uh, Romans 8. Oops. So um, this is the heritage in the NKJ. It's your inheritance, okay? Much more than just uh, dollars and cents. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Isn't that the best place to be in? The best, the best, the best, the best place where no one can harm you. Okay? To, to die persecution, that's different. But they harm you intentionally on that, that's different. Okay? Protection. Your, and, every, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Okay? It's the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is what you inherit. Bodyguards. <laughs> no bones broken. Okay? And their righteousness is from me. Okay? So their right doing, uh, their right, right standing is from the Lord. And he said to them, go, Jesus said, into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Okay, this is your job description. <laughs> okay, you have already uh, just now come for interview already, right? So you want to serve the Lord? This is the job description. Okay, you know all your benefits, expected salary, everything got ready. Okay, now got bodyguard some more. Okay, so go. Okay, now say, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> say, go. Go into all the world and 
preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes is baptized will be saved. Who does not believe will be condemned. So it's not our job to convert them. Our job to go. All right? And then what did he say? And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Okay? We don't go and look from far and say, I want to see miracles happen. How about the miracles happen through you? This is what Jesus said. If you choose and make a destiny decision to take this job, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they cast out demons and all the power is given by God himself, right? Holy Spirit. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If you drink anything deadly, it, by, it, it will by no means hurt them. See? No. When God said no means no. When you are preaching the gospel wherever you are and somebody tries to poison you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, maybe maybe you will die. Okay? Because a lot of missionaries, <laughs> all right? The power of the Holy Spirit, okay? The anointing all protect you unless you are, it is for if you're, you die as a martyr and many the whole village come to know Jesus, that's a different thing. Okay, but other than that, God's Jesus promise is that nothing will by any means hurt you. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This job description, good or not? <laughs> the benefits that go along with it, okay for you or not? <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Today I can't see everyone, okay? So I only saw you personally. Okay. Yeah, who else to work for? Then our Lord Jesus Christ. For the rest of our whatever days, months, or years that we have, right? To serve this King of Kings who already, you know, and when he, he gives us everything, even power over the enemy. And yeah, when you are out there in the action, Okay, taking care of the sheep, preaching the gospel, sharing with people. These are things that will follow you, plus all the other benefits. Amen. How many, how many sign up today? <laughs> okay, praise the Lord, everyone. Okay, amen, 100%. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. God will take care of you. Amen? Yeah, let's pray. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, Denise is here. Martin is here. Uh, Lillian is not here today. Ruth is here. God knows all of you, all right? God knows your hearts. And I trust and believe that today, the word of God, Jesus, Holy Spirit has spoken to you that the best person to work for, the best employer is God. And to serve him is the greatest honor. And that God is for us. We are winners. No one can lose, all right? The enemy has been defeated. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you. We will uh, close. 
Lord, I just thank you for every warrior here, Lord. Every son and daughter of yours, God, who has chosen to be a David, a Deborah, even a Jael. Lord, and so many more. In the flesh, in our natural, we may not be strong enough. But Lord, we thank you. You see us not in the natural, but you see us in the spirit. And God, you raise up, Lord, sons and daughters here in beauty for ashes, Lord, to bring forth a great revival, Lord, that we are desperate for you, Lord, desperate to fulfill the work that Jesus has called us to do, Lord, that destiny that he already prepared before we were born. And God, that every one of your children here, your sons and your warriors will step into their destiny without fear, because when God, you are for us, who can be against us? And how can we ever lose? When Jesus, God, you are the victor. You are, you already defeated the devil. And Christ, Jesus, Father, you are seated in high heaven and we are seated with you at your right hand. Lord, I thank you. The Holy Spirit will bring forth revelation, open the eyes of our understanding to see who you are, that out of our mouth, every mouth of your children, your people here, Lord, will speak. What shall we say to all these things? What shall we say after we know how great you are and that you are for us, that you will always back us up, you'll always be our bodyguard, you'll always go ahead of us, in front of us. You always fight every battle for us. All we need to do is to march forward and go forward. And Lord, I thank you. You give the bonus into all your children here. Everyone, fill them with the power of God, with the anointing for higher and greater measures and fullness of the anointing in their lives to fulfill your calling, your great commission, Lord. Before Jesus, you went up, Lord. That everyone here, empowered by your spirit, Lord, will be built up strong, build spiritual muscles inside, and go forth in these last days, Lord, for what you have called them to do. Thank you for every word of yours, every prophecy of yours over the lives of each one of your people here to be fulfilled this day, this day. As the Lord God given your destiny back into your hands, says the Lord God Almighty, and you have got the victory. You are not losers, but winners in the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Be not afraid. My people, hallelujah, stand up and fight the good fight of faith. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. <coughs> See, I always thought until <coughs> no, cannot talk really again. Okay? That, that is amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, praise the Lord. I'll see you all. Uh, okay, rise up. All the warriors, mighty warriors. Amen. Hallelujah. Men and women, child. All, okay. Amen. Amen. Uh -huh.